Have you ever woken up at 9 a.m. and then spent the next 45 minutes staring at your phone before hauling your sorry ass to the kitchen to get a big-ass cup of coffee? And I don't mean, like, a hot cup of coffee, either. I mean a glass of ice-cold, concentrated, cold-brew coffee that you didn't dilute well enough with your slightly pre-seasoned pumpkin spice creamer because you love the fall and you cannot wait for Halloween. And then you just jump right into your day with coffee and no food because you're out of your favorite cereals and Pop-Tarts and you will be damned if you are about to eat a fresh fruit. So you take your coffee and you start your day and then about a half hour in, you feel it. The quickening begins. The feeling you get in your tummy when you know that everything inside is slamming on the emergency exit button and they are letting as many riders down the flume as possible. So you drop what you're doing, run to the bathroom, drop your pants, and just take the biggest, most satisfying dump of your entire day. Well, that's what it's like to record Nintendo Megabits. Well, my voice hurts now. Welcome to the August 2022 edition of Nintendo Megabits. We have some news, we have some games, and we don't have any listener questions because I forgot to ask for them. My bad. The first thing on my spreadsheet is about San Diego Comic-Con. What on earth at San Diego Comic-Con could I see fit to mention on Nintendo Megabits? Why Squishmallows, of course. Do you know what a Squishmallow is? It's just a big, cute, soft stuffed animal. My kids got one, my wife's got one, they love them. I don't have one, but that may change because Squishmallows is teaming up with the Pokemon company to make some Pokemon Squishmallows. The ones shown at San Diego Comic-Con were Pikachu and Gengar, and Togepi and Snorlax are rumored to be coming along in the future. Now I can look at that lineup and I can say, yeah, they are absolutely gonna make a ton of Pikachus. If they don't make enough Gengars for every man, woman, and child in this country, they better not even start. If I can't get my hands on a Gengar Squishmallow, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but it will be swift, it will be violent, and it will probably make the news. Nintendo Switch Online made another trip to the closing blockbuster on Friday night and came out with some new games for Super Nintendo and NES. For the Super Nintendo, we got Fighter's History and Kirby's Avalanche. Kirby's Avalanche just, it's, it's a Puyo Puyo game. It's a Puyo Puyo game. You match the blobs, you make the chains, you win. Puyo Puyo's good. And then the NES is getting Diva Story 6, Imperial of Nirsartia? Nirsartia? I don't know how to say it. It's a Japanese game. And, uh... Man, if you've heard of this game before this very moment, you just go ahead and you drop me a line right now. The news does get better, though because the N64 got a new game later in the month. Wave Race 64 is now available for those of you who have decided to pony up for the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass, like me, so I can play Wave Race 64 whenever and wherever I please. Previously, it was just whenever I pleased, but now I can do it on the go. Easily the best of the classic games added to the platform. This month, it is not even a contest. I'm kind of curious to see where the N64 goes from here. 
I feel like we've hit a lot of the high notes already. There are a few left, of course, you know, but in a weird move, the N64 is hitting them out of the park. It's hitting all the classics that you wanted, as opposed to the Super Nintendo and the NES, which are just scraping the bottom of the barrel, but there's still all kinds of cream on top. I don't get it. It's two very different approaches. Oh my god, do you think it's because the N64 costs extra money? You think that's what it is? Oh my god, I hope that's not it. I just upset myself a little bit. Anyway, speaking of Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass, Mario Kart 8 got Wave 2 of its extensive DLC this month. Eight more courses have been added. We've got New York Minute from Mario Kart Tour, the mobile game, GBA Snowland, Waluigi Pinball from Mario Kart on the DS, Sydney Sprint from the mobile, Mushroom Gorge from Mario Kart Wii, Mario Circuit 3 from Super Nintendo, Calamari Desert from Mario Kart 64, and an all-new, all-original track, Sky High Sunday. That surprises me a little bit. I really wasn't anticipating any brand new courses. I thought this was all gonna be reimagined, redone classics. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. But if you're gonna make new courses, what? If you're gonna make new courses, just make Mario Kart 9, please. Just make Mario Kart 9, please. Release me from this prison. Still got four more waves of that Mario Kart 8 DLC on the way. If you ask me, I think we get another wave at the end of the year, right around the holiday, because every single year they bundle Mario Kart 8 with the Switch for the holiday bundles. They haven't changed it yet. I don't think they're going to start now. Why not entice them to add on the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass and put out another wave of DLC tracks? But then again, that makes sense. That makes sense to me, so there is absolutely no way Nintendo's going to do that. I also thought it would make sense to have a Direct this summer, and we didn't get one of those either. There was no quote-unquote E3, but not really Direct. That never came. So they're clearly not playing the same game that I'm imagining, which is fine. I am not a businessman. I probably should not be in charge of anything like that. But that's not to say that Nintendo isn't doing things I'd like, because we also got a big old Splatoon 3 Direct. And if there is one thing that I would like you to understand about me in the context of Nintendo, well, I guess it would be that I really like Pokemon games. If there were two things that I really wanted you to understand about me from a Nintendo perspective, one is the Pokemon thing, but two is that Splatoon is the best new IP Nintendo has had in decades. Absolutely adore it. We got an extended preview of some weapons and some new specials. We got the Splatanas, which look, well, the one in the presentation was themed after a windshield wiper, and I think that is charming as all hell, and I really hope that they keep that branding across them, but I don't know that I'm going to hold out much hope for that. You know, at some point they got to mix up designs, and I understand. We also got to look at the stringer, the bow weapon that's been kind of front and center on the cover and in the preview footage so far. Of the two, I am definitely going to try out the Stringer first. The Splatana looks like a melee version of the Chargers, which is just focused on kills and not inking a whole lot of area at once, and that is just not how I play Splatoon. I'll get my chance to try out a Stringer for the very first time this Saturday, August 27th, for the Splatoon 3 World Premiere Splatfest. Splatfests are going to be a little bit different this time around. Instead of two teams, 
there are now three teams. The Premier Splatfest will focus on rock v paper v scissors. And the battle format is going to be structured a little differently as well. It's going to start with a very traditional 4v4. You play it like you normally would play Splatoon Turf War. And then we get to the part where they lose me just a little bit. Because the winning team from that initial 4v4 gets to stay. Those four players all stay. And then it becomes 4v2v2. As two members of the other two Splatfest teams get to join in. And it is a three-way turf war. On the one hand, this idea sounds very, very cool. On the other, I kind of wish it was just kind of a 4v4v4 three-way Splatfest. Just absolute pandemonium. Like, maybe not every match is 4v4v4, but there's like a small chance that you'll trigger a 4v4v4 triple Splatfest. I mean, triple Turf War. The way it is now, it seems like the four players that have already cemented themselves as being rather good are just going to end up with two smaller opposing squads that can also splat each other. So they definitely have a numbers advantage going in, and I'm just not really sure how that doesn't lead to more of the same kinds of steam rolls that you see all too often in Splatfests. The new three-way Splatfest model ties in very nicely with our new MCs called Deep Cut. We've got Shiver, Fry, and Big Man. They are gonna be the ones that give you the news that you can use to decide what mode you're gonna play that day. And the best part of all, I don't think it's gonna interrupt gameplay when the map rotation changes anymore. It says that everyone in the new hub zone of Splatsville has a sea cucumber phone. And then that phone can bring you the updates for the new map rotation, just kind of up in the left-hand corner, like the upper left-hand corner of your screen. Fucking finally, oh my God. Please, yes, give me that all-encompassing introductory breakdown of, of the rotations when I start the game for the very first time. But don't bring me back out of the game to watch another one every couple hours, or if I happen to start playing at a bad time after one match, just don't bring me back to that. Just let me know that it changed. One of the questions everybody has about a game like Splatoon, a live service kind of platform game, is how long are they gonna support this thing? It looks like Splatoon 3 is gonna get support for at least two years after launch. They talked about new catalogs of items and new weapons and things that are gonna get brought in seasonally. You're gonna get four catalogs a year, a catalog roughly every three months for two years. Two years is more than enough time, I think. I think that is a really nice sweet spot of a number for Splatoon 3. And then, you know, you probably got a year off and then maybe we get Splatoon 4. This series does gangbusters in Japan and it does really well here too. I honestly don't think the life of Splatoon 3 goes beyond like three years. Let me look up, let me look up when Splatoon 2 came out. How long has it been? A brief Google has already shown me the error of my ways. Splatoon 2 will be over five years old by the time we get there. That said, I just don't think there's gonna be the same size gap between Splatoon 3 and Splatoon 4. It's not like the team is gonna branch off and develop a new Animal Crossing like they did this time. Yeah, I know that news hurts Animal Crossing fans, but you gotta face facts. You've gotten what you're going to get. It's very, very good. Be, you know, you should be happy and enjoy it, but I don't think you're getting two on the same console. What else, what else, what else? Looks like we're gonna have some new maps and some old maps when the game comes out. No real surprises there. Salmon Run returns, as we've seen in other events. 
They talked about some of the new boss Salmonids, and they also talked about an event that I find very, very interesting, wherein the Salmonids invade Splatsville? They talked about this happening once every season, more or less, once every few months, which to me just lines up very nicely with that update rotation. I want to know what that event is about. I want to take part in that stuff. Splatoon 3 is finally going to include loadouts. You can save gear sets, finally. If you've got that perfectly tailored shirt, kicks, hat combination for your favorite weapon, you can save that and develop a whole new strat for a different weapon if you want to. This seems like a no-brainer. This seems like the kind of thing that should have been here from day one on at least Splatoon 2. Splatoon 1, I will willingly just say Nintendo probably just did not count on people liking it as much as they did or certainly not being like competitive with it. But by Splatoon 2, they should have known better. We should have got loadouts by then. But we're getting them now, and I guess that's all that really matters. We're also getting a lot more customization options, which are exciting. People that you have played with recently, you'll be able to see lockers that they've themed and picked out all the decorations for in a locker room. People you've played with recently are going to populate in there. You get to design your own locker that gets shown to other people, and then you're going to get nameplates. You're going to get titles. There's a lot more customization in this game, which is fantastic because the customization is really the lifeblood of Splatoon 3. In my opinion, it's what gives it its charm. That's where it all comes from. These fashion and trend-obsessed little squid kids, that's what they want. That's what they want to do. They are all about customization. So this is perfect, in my opinion. This is a great direction to move in. It showed off very, very little of the single player, but it's more or less what you expect. It's the same oddly furry tentacles that we've been shown in the past. Callie, Marie, and Captain Cuttlefish are all there. Nintendo has also promised some big scope DLC coming down the pipeline, including a little silhouette of what I just have to assume are Pearl and Marina from Splatoon 2. The Octo expansion for Splatoon 2 was very, very good. Hopefully this can maintain that high standard of quality going forward because I'm gonna get it anyway. Or maybe I won't have to get it anyway. Maybe they'll throw it into the expansion pass, like they did with the Octo expansion. That covers my notes for the Splatoon 3 Direct. But there is a Splatoon 3 section of a Nintendo Treehouse event happening today. It may be over. It's definitely over by the time this gets posted. Go watch that for more. I'm going to. That's going to do it for me for this week. Sorry if there were no questions. It is entirely on me. I got lazy on my vacation and I forgot to ask for them. Make it up to you next month. Next month also going to be the video debut of Nintendo Megabits. That's right, we are going to have a video version of the show as well as the audio version. Two platforms going forward. I am only slightly terrified. Anyway, I am out of here. I'm going to go play some Splatoon 2 and knock the rust off before that Splatfest this Saturday. I hope to see you there, and I know you know what team to pick. It's Team Rock. If you pick anything else, you are mistaken. Team Rock is going to take this. Team Rock for the win. Can you smell what Team Rock is cooking? You will on Saturday. Until then, play something rad today. Love you. Bye-bye.